Hello, the West podcast. I'm Ashley Wingert, the new program assistant at SDCEO West. Today on the West, we have Do Bad Warrior Ganji, CEO of Zuya Sicha Consulting. Do is an enrolled member of the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe. Her family has a long history of honor and respect within their tribes. Carrying on their legacy is paramount in her life's mission. Do has dedicated over 15 years of providing project support and planning for individuals, national campaigns, and organizations such as tribal governments and the U.S. Census. Her experience working for the Bureau of Indian Affairs has given her deep understanding of tribal and federal government relations and how they affect the communities they serve. She is an expert connector, and her unique approach to project management lies in the foundation of focusing on the joy in each project. Join as we dive into Dew's story and how her life experience drove her to become a pioneer in the consulting space. Now I'm going to turn it over to Bailey Sadowski and Do Bad Warrior Ganji. I do. Thank you so much for joining us on the West Podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome. It's been an awesome day so far. Good. Well, we're in the thick of summer. Have you had any fun plans this summer that you're you're doing or planning for? Yeah, we just came back from Albuquerque. We went down to visit my sister and went got some golfing in and some sightseeing in. So it was fun. And we have a few other trips that we're trying to get in this summer. So we're excited. Awesome. I know that it's not... Albuquerque, but have you ever been to the Hot Air Balloon Festival in Santa Fe? Is it in Santa Fe or is it in Albuquerque? It's in Albuquerque. Okay, that's yep. right. I was like, I forget which one it's in. Yep. So we actually went two years ago um, during the pandemic, actually, when we um, canceled our Black Hills powwow because it's on the same weekend. Oh. Um, so I was able to go down, but all these years I've been the vice president for the powwow for the last 15 years, so I haven't been able to go down. And so it was nice to be able to go down there. And my sister lives right by the festival. So it was really cool. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. And you had a place to stay. My family was thinking about going down last year and they're like, we just can't find a place to stay. It is so crazy. Yeah, We were there for the fourth and, um, they have some fun things happening down there on the field where they usually do the the balloon festival. So it was fun to see. They had some concerts and stuff. They have a lot of fun things happening. Yes, it's definitely one of my travel destination lists. It's so. a must. Yeah, it's a bucket list. It's yes. fun. Just I'll just pencil it in in my line that's <laughs> forming. So through your experiences in life and being a mother, um, have you always wanted to be a business owner? Has that always been something that's been a bucket list item? You know, I it I never th- I never thought of it. You know, I, I started my career with the um, you know through tribal government um, and then federal government, and I didn't really think that was possible. Honestly, I, I just didn't think about it. Um, I thought I would have a career with the federal government for a long time so it is actually a bucket list I mean I you know after working at Victoria's Garden and my love for um you know flowers and just being creative I'm naturally creative and so um I think that it's been you know a dream to be able to be my own boss and um work around my family's schedule and just take on the projects that are near and dear to my heart you know and Mm -hmm. so that has been the focus of of our company. 
Yeah, and entrepreneurship is so interesting. You have a lot of people that have grown up in families of entrepreneurs, and it's like something innately in them. But I think when you don't grow up in that world, you have a hard time visualizing that that might be a career path. Absolutely. And so once you, it seems like in your case, um, and we're going to talk about your business here in a second, but it, it comes from a passion, right? A lot of, especially women, I feel like they start their businesses from a passion. And so do you want to tell us the name of your company and the passion behind it? Absolutely. Um, it's Zuya Shicha Consulting. Zuya Shicha is Bad Warrior in Lakota, so it's Bad Warrior Consulting, Zuya Shicha. And we specialize in community enrichment and uh, event planning, um, project support services, technical assistance, and facilitation, um, and cultural awareness, um, training, intercultural development inventory. So together, me and my husband have over 20 years experience leading community projects, event planning, and business development initiatives. And so we just like to focus on, you know, creating opportunities for celebration and community togetherness. That's the heart of our work. And so we, um, you know, we just like to help be supportive um, and we like to help provide those opportunities to our customers and clients. So when did you guys make the leap and start the company? We started last year, last um, last March, I believe, we started it. And so we've been, you know, at it for over a year now. And so are able to look back and reflect, you know, on what, um, where do we want to focus our energy? Mm-hmm. So is your first year, year and a half, has it been what you've imagined it? would be or has it gone wildly directions you could never imagine yeah we it's been amazing like honestly like um you know just being able to focus on family first and um focus on community enrichment you know focusing on you know how will this help our community so that's what you know focuses our services and our projects we mainly um you know, focus on, on, on those. How are, how is this going to help our community, Absolutely. communities, even yeah. our tribal communities? Right. So do you, are, do you stay mainly here in South Dakota or have you, I guess, what's kind of your territory? Yeah, we've started out in South Dakota, but, um, you know, we, um, are mainly regional, you know, focusing on our region, you know, we stepped out, um, and this past spring we were, had the privilege of being able to help the um, the Native CDFI Coalition, the Mountain Plains uh, Native CDFI Coalition, on their um, yearly planning. And so they consist of uh, the um, Montana, South Dakota, Wyoming um, kind of region, North Dakota region. So it was fun to be able to expand and learn about um, what the Native CDFIs are doing in, in the region and just being able to you know, help them uh, facilitate their conversations and stuff. It was it was a beautiful event. Beautiful. That is amazing. So when you guys, you know, obviously there's like a decision point and discerning point when you start your business. Um, when you decided to take that leap, did you like know how you're going to form it, like your funding? Do you want to kind of talk about like how you, what was that turning point where you're like, all right, this is what we're going to do and this is where we're going to focus our time and how you got started? Yeah. So like for the funding, you know, we didn't really need funding to start our business. We didn't start off on any loans. Um, you know, we we just kind of um, took on different projects and, and kind of did it that way. 
did you start off doing it part-time or did you guys say like we're doing this and just dive in head first yeah we just kind of did it head first so I was working I transitioned actually from uh, a project I was doing consultant work uh, with the state of California through population change change well and we had a, a contract with the state of California to help provide technical assistance to the counties on homelessness and so I just kind of wanted to step back and take a look on what am I doing in my own backyard. And so that kind of um, helped us to navigate how, you know, to, to focus on, on the work back home. Mm-hmm. And so you jumped in and did you, did you know how you're going to form your business? Did you, what kind of resources did you guys capitalize on on that formation period? Yeah, we just kind of, um, you know, we had Four Bands Community Loan Fund um, back in Cheyenne River. They were able to help us kind of navigate some of these things. And so we worked with um, them to kind of help us get ourselves started. And they had, you know, some different things that they were able to help us. Michelle uh, of Kane, of course, was um, also a huge help and helped us to navigate, you know, um, getting started, you know. Okay. So I have to... Right. Give shout out to Michelle. (laughs) Right. And I always put that question in there because, you know, a lot of people are not aware of the resources there are out there, whether that is the Women's Business Center or any of what we call our SBA resource partners. Mm -hmm. I was just at, um, we call it Boots to Business. It's on the Ellsworth Air Force Training Bank. And VBACR, the Veteran Business Outreach Center, hosts that. But there's, you know, the Veterans Business Outreach Center. There's the Women's Business Centers. There's the Small Business Development Corporation, SCORE. um, And there's several more. And obviously, we have four bands, which we've worked with it before as well. And so it's interesting to see if you've utilized any of them or even or business owners in general or knew they existed because a lot of times they don't. Yeah. And actually, you know, Elevate Rapid City, we are visiting with them um, and just kind of wanted to, you know, not duplicate any services that different people, organizations were already doing. So and then also being able to network and collaborate with people who are wanting to do uh, similar work with us. And um, yeah, so that was really um you know our kind of a network getting started in our support system and it that's amazing so we the next kind of um in this you know the starting of your business you guys had a lot of knowledge and background how did and you just touched on this briefly like how did you take that knowledge and understand like there was a need in the marketplace for it and filling that gap to make sure you weren't like duplicating efforts Yeah, so we just, you know, we were just kind of asking around, you know, what what services are needed and stuff. And so, you know, just being able to to get word of mouth out there, what we were doing, you know, with event planning, facilitation and project support and, um, you know, just sharing and collaborating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, along with, you know, starting the businesses and the technical side of stuff. What about marketing? Um, how do you how do you n- let people know you're here, and how did you decide who your target audience was? Yeah, or it, is currently? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably changed a little bit, right? But yeah, so it you know it was hard at first to describe like what we were doing because we had so many different projects going on. You know, we, we were at the South Dakota Native Tourism Alliance and that space. You know, with the food sovereignty space. And, you know, with the project support and then the cultural awareness stuff. And so 
um, just being able to build those bridges. But um, it was mainly by word of mouth, you know, that was really helpful for us to be able to be in those spaces and then them share out, you know, what work we were doing with them, with, you know, different people. And so word of mouth was huge for us and getting out what we were doing. Um, and it still is, you know, we have our social media page, our Zia Consulting Facebook page, but it was... Um, it was mainly just word of mouth and just um, people hearing what we were doing. And so that was huge for us. That's, yeah, it seems that word of mouth is always a huge part, especially when you're starting. It's that nitty gritty boots on the ground work. Have you utilized any other marketing? Um, I know you had some pretty amazing photos taken for social media, but do you want to talk about like how you use your social media page or even like your website? I think you have a website as well and what that process was to curate those items yeah so our facebook page is zuyashicha consulting and um we just share out you know the different events that were happening um honestly like i don't use it as much as i should or get out there as much as i should i i um you know looking into like a marketing agency maybe uh Mm -hmm. something that i i need to the next phase um, but the website, you know, we I had my friend start it for me and then just being able to maintain it. And then also, you know, I think that reflection back, you know, we've been at it for over, you know, a year now. And so just uh, making the time for reflection, like what's helpful, how have we evolved and just looking back and being able to update the website and share all the amazing, amazing projects that we've worked on. Right. Um, and just to let people know, you know, like the work we've done and, and the experiences that we have and our expertise, I think, um, making time to highlight that more because I don't do that enough. Right. And I think that unless you're a marketing business professional, even I feel like I see that with them, it's hard because you're so focused on like doing the work, right? Yes. And you're like, oh, wait, but I do need to market myself. So it's like learning that sweet point is like, when do you have the resources to bring on a marketing person? Where is that return on investment? Um, and I'm sure as Michelle has taught us and Chris and I to help people in our business advising appointments, it's so important to go back and reflect, especially when you're starting out because stuff just changed so fast and you have to develop and, you know, modify it accordingly. Absolutely. Um, so transitioning into a little bit more of the customer experience when you are working with your target audience, kind of who are they and how do you want them to feel when they work with you guys? Yeah, we just want them to be happy with our services. We want them to be excited to work with us again. Uh, We want them to feel good about the services that we provide them. And we work hard to keep those relationships and to maintain those relationships with our clients and, and our network. Content creation. If you know, you know. Your business can live and die by it. It's a challenge to remember to snap that picture or ideate content. Learn how to take control of your business's content and make it work for you over and over again. Join us August 23rd at The Barn at Aspen Acres New A-Frames for Content Creation Studio with Kelsey Raziska of Moxie Marketing of the Midwest. This two and a half hour workshop is for small business owners or organization employees that are currently running social media and need help with strategy, branding, and streamlining their marketing efforts. This event is hands-on and is limited to 15 attendees. Pre-registration is required. Find the info in the show notes.
So we talked a little bit about key relationships with Michelle and four bands when you're starting and obviously all the resources you had when you were in your contracting government businesses. Uh, But what other key relationships have you formed that have helped you succeed so far this year in your first year of business? Yeah, so like, um, you know, Elevate Rapid City, you know, was huge um, uh, when we were first getting started and being very supportive, you know, they featured me in the Elevate Rapid City magazine. Um, And so that brought, you know, some work in too. And so it was nice for people to see my background and and to feature, you know, uh, natives, you know, small owned business. And and so that was really helpful. But it also led into some work um, with the Workforce Development Leadership Cohort that they started this past spring. Mm -hmm. And so we were, um, did some work with that, you know, with the intercultural development and the cultural awareness understanding. And so just helping to build those bridges of understanding in our community. Um, And then, you know, with the South Dakota Native Tourism Alliance being the project manager um, and just being able to network within the tourism industry was huge um, for us um, because it brought, you know, the the work that I did with helping to be the event planner for the 75th Crazy Horse Memorial event this past, um, last month. And then also um, being able to work with Visit Rapid City on some DEI work and um, with them. And so that um, was huge. And then also, you know, with Makoche, my work with um, the, being the Ocheti Shakoi Food Systems Alliance Director with Makoche Agricultural Development, um, just being able to make those connections across our um, different reservations, our different tribes, our tribal nations, in the food sovereignty spaces, and being able to network that space, um, and then with Four Bands Community Fund, like I said, just being able to um, open the doors for the Mountain Plains Native CDFI Coalition, and just being able to network with the other um, Native CDFIs in our region. But also, you know, with SBA being, you know, Jamie um, Woods. She was a huge, you know, um, resource and advocate for me and especially, you know, being Mm -hmm. receiving the small business champion of the year this year and nominated by her. That was huge. Yes. Jamie is an amazing resource. We love Jamie and she's, you know, a big part of our network. And yes, I I was like, I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to say congratulations (laughs) on your, your big SBA award. It's a huge honor and well-deserved. Were were you surprised when that happened or I guess what was that process like learning that you had been nominated and then received the award? Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you for um, the congratulations, but it was nice. And and Jamie always says such nice things about, you know, um, whenever she does give her awards, but yeah, that was, it was such an honor. Um, And especially only being in business for, you know, the first year it was, um, you know, you have to be in business for a few more years to be nominated for different awards like this. So it was, it was amazing. I, w- I was really honored um, to be thought of for, for being that. But that is at the heart of what we do, you know, advocating for our tribes and uh, tribal communities and also just the community. Mm-hmm. That champion piece, right? And yeah. that's what we like to talk about within our center is you need other people to be advocates for you. And one thing we like to remind people is you have a responsibility to advocate for others in your circle as well 
because as we've, you've, we've listened throughout this podcast, like networking and word of mouth is crucial when you're first starting a business, especially in the industry that you're in. It's a lot of personal trust and relationships. And we need to offer those invitations to people and talk about each other because ultimately, I truly believe rising tides um, raise all ships. And that starts with being advocates for one another. And, and as they say, champions, right? Yes, Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about those key relationships more. Do you think you would have met those people if you hadn't started your consulting business? Um, you know, I'm in a lot of different spaces. Um, and so I don't know how soon I would have met them. But, um, you know, it definitely helped opening my own business and, and just being able to be referred by different people throughout the community and throughout the state and the region, I guess. Um, you know, the opening my own business has opened a lot of doors for me. Right. And accelerated maybe some of those relationships Absolutely. too. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about the balance of life and work, which does it even <laughs> exist, right? Um, that's always like a question that work-life balance, it's all life, right? But starting your own business was a big part of it being, we talked off um, script a little bit about being around for your family a little bit more. Obviously, that's a huge perk of owning your own business. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how you balance that now being, you know, running your own business and doing everything? Yeah, absolutely. So for us, family comes first. You know, we plan around what's most important for our family and us. And if we can make it work, you know, we will take on different projects based on what's best for our family. Mm -hmm. And so um, what's nice about, you know, being a consultant is, you know, being able to make your own schedules. And so, um, you know, reflecting back on, you know, this past year and, um, we just focused on, you know, making time for our family this summer, being, being, you know, the chauffeur for, for our children this summer is, is, um, my, uh, highlight for the summer, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to, um, take them to golf tournaments, take them to trainings, take them, you know, to work out or whatever they want to do, but just making that time for them. Because with starting our business this first year, you know, there was times we had to kind of uh, take on a lot of other projects. And so that didn't leave us a lot of time with, you know, the kids. And so they, we all sacrificed a little this first year. Mm -hmm. And so just wanting to make sure that we are putting family first this summer and um, stepping back from some projects and just being able to focus on our family. Do you think this has given your children the entrepreneurial bug and have they been engaged in um, your your new business? Absolutely. So, yeah, they, they have been, you know, especially when we were doing the Crazy Horse Memorial, you know, event, we had all hands on deck um, there. So I had my girls helping me make flower arrangements. And, you know, if, if I have different events, I just had a event in Rosebud a few weeks ago. And so my daughter was helping me, you know, with that and all the whole family was. And so just being able to give them, you know, um, some financial, you know, the incentives to, to want to help, but to seeing the rewards of, of, uh, the family business and, and giving back. Yeah. Do you think they'll start their own now or do you think they're still on that journey to figure that out for themselves? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think they see it, but they're not quite sure what to do, but they have some ideas. And so just helping to foster those um, and give them a little taste of what they can bring in. Absolutely. So I know it's only been a year, but what have been some of the biggest growing pains you've had navigating um, 
the first like season really yeah I think the biggest part and I'm still dealing with this is um, we've taken on a lot of uh, different projects that weren't necessarily related to each other and so it you know it could have been confusing to people like what exactly what we were doing you know but you know um, just being able to stay focused on you know the community enrichment piece of it how how can we focus on you know that piece um, and then you know, tying it back to our little buckets of the project support, the event planning, the facilitation. Um, but yeah, I think we were taking on a lot of projects, which were amazing. Like they, they were amazing, but um, just maybe taking on too much. Mm-hmm. I think that's a common thing you see with business owners. And I know I've been given this advice as well. And I think each person's situation is different, but a lot of the times they, when you're first getting started, like you just take everything you have, like you're a hungry little shark guppy and you, you just got to eat to survive. But really a lot of the times while you start this business and your expertise are a certain area. So sometimes it is wise to be um, discretionary in what projects you choose. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's Com- not common, but it is something that happens a lot when people are first getting started as you're finding your footing and what is that sweet balance between yeah. all of that. Yeah, absolutely. The big one is here. Tickets for the Women's Business Summit are now on sale. Grab your tickets for the 12th annual go-to event. Big things are in store, including our new location at the Box Event Center in Rapid City. This professional development conference provides a platform for teams and individuals to find purpose in the workplace with collaboration and inspiration. The full-day experience boasts our keynote speakers, stay tuned for that announcement, and our popular business showcase. Discover tactical topics to help everyone thrive in the entrepreneur and intrapreneur environment. More secret releases are on the way, but grab your tickets now at the link below for this full-day event. Have you had any big pivot moments so far? Any like moments where you're like, oh, let's go this direction? <laughs> yeah, we've had we've been approached with a lot of um, new opportunities and new um, projects, and so there's been a lot of learning lessons, you know, with even taking on different projects. Like, oh, okay, you know. But I think that's with the first year, you're just trying to navigate and understand, um, and it just comes with a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. the the first year I think and so now we're in the reflection piece of it and like you know what do we want to do and and where do we want to go and so just um continually asking ourselves those questions right and you just hit that exact point I wanted to but like what's next where does that reflection take you and what dreams can you share with us on the podcast and where you guys want to go yeah, so one of the things that I've been working on, and so it's um, just, just stepping back some some projects, is um, working on the Native Professionals Group. You know, I, I know that that's where my heart has been, and um, we did an event, um, and there's been so much um, buzz and excitement around it, but just um, not being able to um, be able to carry it out, you know, the way that I wanted to. And so just being able to focus, stop, and um, put some energy um, to, into uh, the Native, Black Hills Native Professionals group. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that um, to, to get started um, this fall. 
Okay. And have events around that. I'm also excited for, I'm the vice president of the Black Hills Powwow. So we're super excited for our October event. As um, you should be, right? <laughs> and just bringing in thousands of people from all over the world to celebrate with us um, our beautiful uh, culture and just be able to showcase the beauty of our culture with the world. Right. So I guess I was unaware that it's people from outside of South Dakota that come to you from all over the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. So we have dancers that come from all over the world. You know, we have a lot of um dancers from Canada, you know, Mm -hmm. come down to compete. We have visitors from all over the world, you know. um, We usually ask, like, where is everybody from? And so, you know, there's a lot of people from, you know, who have been contacting us already from England, you know, Ireland, Australia, you know. um, There's people coming from all over the world who want to to see our beautiful Wachipi, our beautiful Powell. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful, and I think it's it's so great that people are it's that awareness is out there and people can come and experience it and see the magic behind it yes and it's and it's welcome to everybody Mm -hmm. it's it's a a celebration that we're sharing with with the community so everybody is welcome to come and watch and appreciate yes so you're offering the invitation to everyone to come yes october 6th through the 8th at the monument in rapid city ah yes i'll put it on my calendar now so as we kind of are getting to the last little segment of our podcast, um, what do you think have been some of your biggest like successes this year? I know we talked about the award and some of those tangible accolades, but maybe some personal accolades that you guys have um, accomplished within yourselves. Yeah. So, you know, I think being the event planner for the 75th Crazy Horse Memorial was huge. And why it was so huge is because it was personal to me. You know, I come from the Crazy Horse Yoshwe, the Crazy Horse family family. My great, great grandmother was his sister, Crazy Horse's sister. Mm. And so just being related to Crazy Horse and being able to be a family member that's helping and making sure that the event was beautiful and, um, yeah, and just being able to bring in the community. Um, it was, that was really extra special to me this, this year. Um, and then we're also project managers on the Remembering the Children project, the Rapid City Boarding School project. And so, being able to share the forgotten stories of the boarding school um, mm-hmm. era, being a part of that project is it's one of its kind um, across the United States and Canada, um, and it's a memorial that we're honoring the 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 fa- the children who went to boarding school, the boarding school survivors, but also sharing that story um, is is. Um, you know it's really personal to us and it's an honor to be a part of that project Mm -hmm. and then also yeah the award that being named the um the the champion of the year award you know that was really huge for for me it was it was it's such an honor yeah it's always nice to get those accolades to just reaffirm that what you're doing has a purpose and a meeting like you can know it in all your heart but just that at least for me that extra recognition always feels good and it's amazing what you're doing. I know there's so many stories to be told in South Dakota and the Black Hills and just everywhere. And I think anytime I'm able to be a part of telling a story, but it's really special to me. So it's amazing to see what you guys are doing to telling some of those stories that are really crucial to be told. Yeah, absolutely. And so it, it, it's we're honored to be a part of these mm-hmm. projects. So did you did they approach you or did you kind of like learn about it and be like, I want to get involved somehow? I guess, how do you, how have you navigated that space? Yeah, I think it's word of mouth and just being brought into different um, spaces. Um, 
it um, it means a lot when people reach out to us through our network and um, think of us and advocate for us. Um, so that's that's huge, and it, it's been um, a privilege to be able to be um, talked about in those spaces. Great. And so we talked about success, and on the other coin is always the challenges. What's a couple challenges that you guys have faced in the first? Like once again, I'm gonna use this word season again in the first season of your 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 business. Yeah, I think just consistency in work and having to pick up what you know where we want to work. You know, and and there's so much need that's out there, and so we are forced to pick, you know, certain projects over the other, and so that goes back to, you know, our community enrichment that kind of really guides us mm-hmm. on where we go and and what we do, and so. We have had to step away from some projects just because of my bandwidth, um, and so mm-hmm. having to um, expand, you know, make the decision: do we expand or do we, you know, keep us going the way we are, um, while still putting your family first? Right. Oh, I have like two coins to this that I wanted. <laughs> um, how? I guess let's talk about that. I know you probably haven't made the decision yet, but how do you decide? Um, when is it that time to grow and expand or do you want to stay a solopreneur? Because I think that's always a question for people starting their business because there's two lanes to go in. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we're still in that thought process Mm -hmm. right now of like, um, you know, being approached for different work and that there's such a need for it um, and that we could easily expand. But I think just right now, you know, getting through the summer with the kids and stuff mm-hmm. and, and, and just prioritizing family right now. And then maybe it's something we do, you know, within the school year where we expand, but we're still kind of um, deciding that. Right. And that all kind of comes back to, at least in my opinion, why it's so great to have your mission and vision and your company objectives and morals kind of laid out because it does help you decide those things, yes. like which one is filling that bucket which one is filling the bucket of like the emotional need that we're trying to fill with our business, but then also like the tactile side and the, you know, the numbers and sometimes at least in my part, the not so fun stuff, but like the <laughs> crucial stuff to make it work. Yeah. And so I think it's always great to have that clear vision. So that way you can go back and be like, okay, are these meeting our goals? So yes. we can be most effective for ourselves and the people we serve. Yes. Yes. All right. Would you ever start a business from scratch again? Yes. I think I would. I, I I've um, have some new ideas on on how to do it better now. <laughs> right, as we all but would yeah. after this experience, right? <laughs> yeah. And with that, I'm going to ask you the last question: Is what would you tell someone who's aspiring to be an entrepreneur? I think uh, just networking, um, just getting out there and network as much as you can. Different spaces. You just never know what doors will open for you um, through networking. And word I, of mouth. I agree. Well, thank you. And do you have any last nuggets of wisdom you want to bestow upon our listeners? Yeah. I mean, I think just being an entrepreneur, starting your own business and taking that leap, um, it has opened so many doors for us and have been blessed with so many different opportunities that, you know, I think it's just taking that leap of, of faith and, and doing it. Um, that was really scary. But, you know, once you do it, there's so many doors that open and so many amazing people out there who are, you know, you can work with. Right. I agree. Thank you, Do We appreciate you, and I'm sure we'll see you at many SDCOS stuff in the future. Thank you so much for having me, Bailey. You're welcome.
Hi, this is Sarah Carlson with the South Dakota Arts Council in Pierre, South Dakota. And my quotes for today include an anonymous quote, If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. So we should follow Eleanor Roosevelt's tip, do one thing every day that scares you. And Gordon Parks goes along with that saying, the guy who takes a chance, who walks the line between the known and the unknown, who is unafraid of failure, will succeed. Have a great day. How do you get inspiration? Submit the quote or a win that you've had recently to us by emailing bailey.joe.sadowski at bhsu.edu and have your recording played live on the West podcast. SDCO West is a nonprofit women's business center funded in part by a co-op agreement with the U.S. Small Business Administration and hosted at Black Hill State University in South Dakota. SDCO West is one of two women's business centers in South Dakota. Find our events and business resources in Western and Central South Dakota by visiting www.bhsu.edu backslash SDCEO. Crushed it.